I'm Cherie, and I work at Stella Beauty in Toowoomba, Queensland, all the way down in Australia, and I'm today's guest announcer. You can find me on Instagram at StellaBeauty4350. Cue the music. In an industry where most of us spend the majority of our time working alone in a room, we wanted to create a podcast where you can learn, be encouraged, and find a connection with other lash and beauty professionals. This is the Lashcast Podcast, and here's your host, Paul Lubin. Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is a new first for us. We decided to cut a single episode into two episodes. Now, why would we do that? Well, it's because it was super long. In its current edit, it's about 90 minutes long with no announcements, openings, or anything else. So we decided to cut into two more digestible portions. Like I used to do for my kids, I'm cutting your food for you so you can eat it. Okay, that's just weird. All right, anyhow, what are we going to be talking about today? Professionalism and what does it look like in the beauty industry? Or actually, maybe sometimes the lack of it in our beauty industry. In my humble opinion, our industry really struggles with being professional. And in this episode, we dig deep on areas where we really need to grow and do better. Hopefully, you'll be a little self-reflective in listening and see if you have some areas where you can grow here too. All of us struggle with this in some matter, including myself. I am guilty of being unprofessional many times. My, My staff will let you know about that too. Now, before we get into the episode, let's make a couple announcements real quick. As you know, LashCon is coming October 19th through the 21st here in Pasadena, sunny California. It is your chance to come and meet and network and learn how to grow your business. Now, are you a great lash artist or maybe you're just starting out but you have no idea how to run your business? It's time for you to take control of your business. You need to come to LashCon and level up your business. As lash artists, we spend a lot of time growing our lash skills, but now I want to invite you to come and grow your business skills too. There's so much more to running a lash business than just being able to do lashes. In fact, if your business is struggling, it may have nothing to do with your lashing. It could be that you just don't know how to run a business. Even if you're not struggling, by the way, this is still a great conference because there's going to be many new ideas and you're going to leave LashCon energized and motivated and inspired and ready to grow your business even more. There are going to be many things we'll be covering at LashCon, but let me just give you a sneak peek of some of the topics and stuff that will be covered. First, how you can get more clients with better SEO and web optimization. How to get the most out of your Instagram. How to better communicate with your team. How to price your services correctly so you can make a profit. How to build your brand. What is team-based culture? Something that we're, you know, a big advocate of. Making sense of your accounting and your expenses. Understanding what numbers to track so that you can track the growth of your business. Life after lashing, how to start a lash-related business. So a lot of you out there may think, I can't do lashing for another 30 years. Maybe I should do something else. How to upgrade your customer service experience. And lastly, how to build a seven or even eight-figure beauty business. Okay, guys, there's so much here for you guys. This is going to be an amazing experience. Plus, one more thing I'm really excited. We just added Lash Bomb 
and Lash Anarchists are going to be hosting a party on Saturday night. And if you missed the IBS Vegas party that they did, this is your second chance to come and be part of this party and be part of something very special. Some of the people that are going to be there are Sheila Bella, Lance Corney, Shelby from Lash Boss Radio, Jamie from Lash Base, Sandra from Lash 401, Strategies, Mike and Shauna from Sassy Lashes, Kristen and Madison from Beauty Maven's Podcast, and many, many more. There's going to be over 20 classes for you to choose and pick from. It's going to be amazing. This is for both individual operators, managers, owners, or future owners. There are VIP tickets, by the way, that you really want to think about getting because we're going to record all these things, and anyone who buys a VIP ticket will be able to get the recordings at the end of the, of the program. We'll send it to you. So for just a couple hundred dollars more, you can go back and you can listen and learn and take notes and go back and review. Now, tickets are on sale already, and you can get a ticket for $100 off if you go to some of the last influencers out there and you look on their page, and you're going to find a $100 discount code on their page. So instead of paying $749, you can pay $649 right now. This is good through July 26th. So go out there, look for your favorite influencer. Most of them have codes. If they haven't posted or have to repost it, just say, hey, do you have a code so I can get $100 off? Go hit them up for that, and they'll pass it on to you. You can get $100 off. It could be on the VIP or the business ticket, either one. And you need to sign up now because obviously tickets are limited where they don't, we don't have infinite tickets and our goal is to sell this thing out and blow you guys all away so go get your tickets now you can also go to our page at www.lashcon.com or go to our Lashcast podcast Instagram page and you can find a link there one more thing by the way we've also set up a payment plan through a company called Partially. So when you go to check out, look for the button that says Partially, click on that, and you can put 50% down now and then have two more payments over the next eight weeks where you pay 25% and 25%. So that's a great way to get your tickets now and not miss out and then set payments over the next couple months. Next, we are also still looking for more guest announcers. We have just a few in the pipeline. So if you would like to be featured on our podcast as a guest announcer, please go to our show notes, get the script there, and send me the audio, the emails there too. And that's pretty much wraps up our announcements. So let's now get into the episode. And let's all talk about what does it look like to be professional in the lash industry? Here I am with Tusney and Erica. How are you guys doing? Really good. Doing good. Doing good. Something we talked about just seconds ago, I just dropped this on them too, and something I want to do more of in the future in other episodes. So you guys out there, if we don't do it, you hold us accountable and say, why aren't you doing it? And that is starting off every episode talking about something that we're thankful for. I think we're in an age where it's often, or I think it's just human nature. It's not in the age. It's just human nature to look at yourself and look at your situation and see what you don't have or see why other people have things better than you. It's so easy, especially with Instagram now. So I thought it'd be just really cool to start off this episode talking about something that we are thankful for. Mm. So I'm going to pass this on to whoever wants to take it first. I have mine, but I get to go last. I'll go. I'll go. All right, Erica. Okay. So I like, I like this idea too, because, um, it, gives you guys like a peek into our life outside of, you know, the podcast. I have no life outside of this. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. You know what I mean though? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for me, the most like recent thankful thing in my heart is, um, this is going to sound funny. The internet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Because it 
helps me research everything I need to know to start a business. That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the other side of the coin is actually, um, and this was not pre-thought out or rehearsed to make them look really great, but to have the resource of Paul and Tessany too to help. Um, I don't know. I think we said it somewhere. I don't remember. But Paul emailed us a list of like 26 items of here's how to start a business and everything else you could think of if you want to do all these other things too. <laughs> And it's only nineteen ninety nine right now if you go online. No, it was free to you guys, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's yeah. free to I mean, yeah. It's hopefully that was helpful. That was just me one day sitting down brainstorming like if we started over, which by the way we have, yeah. um, all the things we need to do. And I'm actually following the list. I know, oh, we have to do that, we have to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's really helpful. But um, yeah, and Google you. Nothing better than Google U. Google University. Yeah, you never have to go anywhere else. Forget college, forget trade schools, just go to Google U. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's cool. Well, that, good. those are two good things. All, that gives me two now. I'm glad that you did that because now I'll have two good things I can say I'm thankful for. Awesome. Okay. Go ahead, Tuss. Well, okay. I, I am just super thankful for the hope that I have mm-hmm. that is not based on, you know, whether or not I have clients or, you know, how my day is going, although I am super thankful for that. But in light of everything that's happened in terms of all the changes with the business, and some of that includes loss and it being painful, I'm, I'm super happy that the hope that I have is not, has not been based upon that. And so when that has kind of gone out from underneath me, um, I'm okay, you mm-hmm. know? And so... Uh, it allows me to think about, and specifically, hope that I have in Christ as as my yeah. Savior, um, because that's it doesn't it doesn't change. Yeah, you know, I think uh, that reminds me of how I like to think that there is you know there's a big difference between happiness and joy, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know people don't really think about that, but really like there's trivial things that can make you happy. Money can make you happy for a time, sure. Oh, for Your sure. Instagram follower account can make you happy. But to have real joy in your life, like I know you do because of everything that's going on, mm-hmm. you just, it just, I can tell you do have hope and you do have joy. And so that's yeah. just, that's something to chew on. Yeah, no, yeah. It's a, that's a real deep one. And I was trying to think of something, but I just kept coming back to that because even yeah. though it's a little bit vulnerable to say, I just, it, it's, it's what's keeping, it's what, it's yeah. keeping me afloat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And now I, Trying to remember, I'll say my first one. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, yeah. I now just remember both of them. For me, which I mean, for me, that's a foregone conclusion, what you just said, too. Mm-hmm. But to add to that, so I'll just repeat what you just said is yesterday we got a chance to go to Disneyland and we went to Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge, which is the Star Wars section of Disneyland. And actually, we went to Disneyland <laughs> twice in the last few weeks. We hadn't gone in months. We had season tickets, and they're about to expire. So we're like very much like, we got to go. We got to go. Got to get done because we're not going to buy it again because right now it's not a good season to be buying things we can't afford. But we're what's cool about it is that Disneyland's been empty. I mean, it's been empty. You would think that it's going to be like jam-packed, and that's what we thought too. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's been wonderful. No, it's been wonderful to go to Disneyland and not have to deal with lines. I mean, we – what, hit every ride at Disneyland in five hours. Five hours we went, hit every major ride, you know, maybe some fan, the fantasy park ones, whatever they call it, the fantasy land. But overall, we were able to hit everything. It was so cool. It was like, this is so amazing. It was the best day at Disneyland. I was like five years old all over again. And then going to Galaxy, Galaxy's Edge yesterday, again, thinking it's going to be massive crowds. We walk in, and this new ride, 30-minute wait. 
maybe even less than that. Well, it's so funny because, yeah. I mean, us SoCal natives yeah. are like all this hype building up like, oh, man, we got to go to Disney before freaking Galaxy's Edge yep. opens. Even yep. though we're excited about it, it's going to be insane. Yeah. And then I was talking to Paul about this yesterday. I called it Disney Y2K. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like all this hype and then just nothing. nothing. <laughs> I think everyone's staying away from Disneyland because they all thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah. So our podcast will change that because all the listeners when I hear it yeah. and Disneyland goes, man, the you guys let the word out. Thank you. And then maybe they'll become a sponsor. That'd be really cool. <laughs> right. uh, well, in, our, in our dreams, in our dreams. Uh, then the second thing that I am extremely thankful for was just at IBS. Mm-hmm. Two weeks ago, we were yeah. there. It was by far the best experience I've ever had there. I mean, so many times before we'd see people say hi, talk to some people. Here, it was just like being grabbed left and right, meeting new people, and then meeting people that you've looked up to online Mm -hmm. that you've always wanted to meet, and then you finally get to see them and hug them and go, I think you're super cool, and then they say the same thing, usually, and you're like, this is really neat. We've built a friendship via, you know, a a long distance, you know, this tool, Instagram, and it really did connect, you know, hundreds of people, and we got there and went to all these events, all these parties, and just, it was amazing, and and it it was exciting to see, like, I felt like this last year, there's like, a big change in our industry of yeah. connection. People are finally coming together. Yeah. Borboletta has done this party thing once before at, at IBS last year, and it was a lot smaller, I felt like. And it was like the first time we ever had an event, actually, I think, that was like out that was associated with a trade show that was lash related. And so it was really kind of cool. Actually, there was ice. I remember ice, they had one there for, beforehand. Yeah. But that said, yeah. First time in Vegas, and we'd been going to Vegas for like seven, eight years and never had anything like that. They're all the hair show ones or beauty show ones, but not one for lashes. And, and the lash people are always like the, I don't want to say ugly stepchild, but we're just like, on, you know. We're on the outside. We're on the edge, yeah. right? Still building. Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. We're, we're new. Still we're amassing new. mass. Yeah. A massing mass, huh? Yeah. Rolling down the, rolling down the hill. <laughs> so, you it was really exciting for me that, for that, I was extremely thankful. And for all of those of you who we got to meet, we're oh, so that grateful that you came up, introduced so yourself. Fun. And those of you who we, I didn't see, because I saw some people post photos or videos of our booth, like they took pictures, but I I don't remember meeting you. If I maybe we did, but I think a lot of times we were so busy we didn't get to say we hi. We were recording a lot too. Yeah, so at people, yeah, sashaying by. Yeah, so if I didn't get to actually talk to you, so sorry. It was so cool though, and thanks for stopping by. It was just Absolutely. great overall, wonderful experience. So. All right, let's talk about today's topic. Today we are going to not have any guests. This is going to be us three in a room talking about what prof- it means to, to be, be professional. professional. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is we this has only come up because I think I just seen so many examples of people not being professional over this last well, actually, since I've been in the beauty world, mm-hmm. it just professionalism and beauty don't necessarily go hand in hand. I meet people who are extremely professional, but I also meet a lot of people who just are out there. I don't think they realize it. Well, just because I, 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 when we say this, I want to be really careful. We're not um, saying you can still be unprofessional and have really good intentions, right? Yes. I think that we all have good intentions of wanting to build our business and build our clientele and things like that. But sometimes yeah. if you don't have an understanding of professionalism, the things that you do may come across in a way that um, are harmful, mm-hmm. yeah. even though you have really good intentions. I know this is true because at times that's that was the things that I did and mm-hmm. I, and I learned from them and I want everyone else to learn from them too so anyway the, the bottom line is that even uh, don't despair if you're hearing this and think oh I'm su- such a bad person you have the best intentions we just want to sharpen you and and yeah. help you think about things a little bit 
more professionally. Mm -hmm. And hopefully see some areas where you maybe weren't even thinking was important for professionalism. Mm. Because I think sometimes you think, well, I got this down. I'm professional. I... I respond to my, you know, texts in timely manners, so I'm professional. Like professionalism is is like everything about who you are. It defines how you act, defines how you behave and and how you think. In a lot of ways it becomes your brand. Yeah. Your act of professional professionalism or lack thereof can taint and make people's view of your company, of your brand, of your staff, all mm. that together. So it's really important to think through what is professionalism and how does it play out in your business? I think it's, you know, it's also when you think about your ideal clients, which I know we've talked about for before, and if you haven't thought about who your ideal client is, then you should. But when you think about your ideal clients, so there isn't like... I mean, I do think that there are, yes, there are black and white, like rules to professionalism, like don't cuss at your clients, you know, <laughs> maybe some of you do that, but I'm but sure that some would, do, <laughs> but like that would be because your ideal client is like your best friend who you go mm. to happy hour with. Yeah. So if that's your ideal client, then you can be a little bit more relaxed and say, Hey boo, like want to schedule you in for your next fill, you know, like, mm -hmm. but, but to actually be intentional about how you choose to go about that. Like for me, um, a lot of my, most of my clientele is very high end because I've been at integrity lash and our clients have always been a higher end client. And so I'm corresponding with them. Like I work for a doctor's office, mm -hmm. right. you know? And so I think that's, First, you have to think about that, and then you can think about what walking out professionalism for you and your company looks like. You're right. You're right. Because obviously, Kmart professionalism does not look like Nordstrom, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to be both different. Now, you still hope to have friendly, nice people there, and you expect to be... Well, actually, Kmart, you're probably not expected to be greeted, but at least <laughs> you expect that they'll be able to do the calculations correctly and charge you the correct amount and all that. So yeah, you need to know what your ideal client is because that will determine the higher the client you want to get, the, the bigger the bigger the A game you need to bring to the table. Because mm -hmm. if you think that what got you to that low level client, let's say someone who just every day lashes, pays a hundred bucks for a new set or whatever, and is and you're now trying to say, well, I want to charge more. Well, then you're going to have to think about your professionalism too. You may have to stop certain behaviors that you're not aware of. And that's what part of this, what this episode hopefully will be is we're going to just start talking about well have you thought of this how about this mm -hmm. and this and this and hopefully we'll at some point hit an area that maybe you're not aware of and you go oh my gosh you're right i need to work on that and hopefully we'll shed, shed yeah. light see because professionalism isn't just the way that we interact in communication it's also it, you you can have professionalism in in just even the way that the your salon is set up or mm -hmm. or or how you um you know interact with people yeah. you know or how yeah Totally. So let's just go through. We I, I wrote up a list before we got here of the all 120 things that you have to do to be a <laughs> professional. Don't worry. Um, it's just 120. It could have been more. I <laughs> know <laughs> it's it's just random. I don't know. We 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 gave this some thought, but we, there's no. It's not I, exhaustive. No, it's not exhaustive. And by the way, there's no like this is it. This is yeah. the final document written by you know President Obama or something like that that he wrote while in office. What all professionals should behave. It, it varies. It's different for every person. And it's I just more want to get you guys thinking about it because maybe you haven't thought about it. And hopefully, if you haven't, this will be the ch chance for you to do a little checklist. Check your your systems, check your company, check yourself, and see how you're doing. So the first one I think we're going to bring, what does it mean to be professional? First one I put on there is one that's funny because it's probably the one area that 
It's a weakness. Yeah, it's personal. A, it's a it's a personal. And weakness. that is being on time. Mm-hmm. How you manage your time, correct? Mm-hmm. That's a mark, I think, of a professional or non-professional in a lot of ways. So, what, what do you think, Tuss? Well, it's a, it's a couple of things. It's about you know um, being on time for your appointment or, or for the client's appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's also making sure that you are manage your time during the appointment so that you stay on time, mm-hmm. that you have time standards. One of the benefits of that is that you are controlling your cost. If you are not focused on um, at the time that you're giving to the client um, and you add on, then it can come at a cost to you that you might not be aware of. It. It's just like if you are in food service and you are, you know, those places that do the, your own pizza mm-hmm. and the staff is like just scooping out gobs of cheese and putting it on the um, cheese, glorious cheese <laughs> on the, on the um, pizza. If you have too many handfuls of it, it's going to add to cost. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's, it's going to be m- more costly for you. Right. Just like if you add too much time because you're not watching it, you're, you're going to go over, obviously. It's actually a huge area, time standards. And most people I know don't really have time standards. When I talk to last professionals, they're mostly committed to trying to do good work, you mm-hmm. know? So they're like, well, I'll, I'll take an, I'll give an extra 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it takes to get it right. Cause they really care about their clients, which is great. That's professional. But at the same time, it's not professional in other ways, because if you don't have time standards, if you're one person, it's not as bad, but once you have a team, Having all people do different times is going to hurt your company because you are, whether you believe it or not, and a lot of you don't realize this, you are charging per hour. You just mm-hmm. don't know it yet. You mm-hmm. still think you're charging by how long they've been gone or by 50% fill, 100% fill, whatever it is that your, your system you've come up with. Truth is, you always charge by time. So you know, if someone, if you get, charge someone 80 bucks for an hour fill and then you give them an hour and a half, well, you're not charging 80 bucks for an hour anymore. Mm-hmm. Now you're charging like 60 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. And maybe you're now dipping below what your cost per hour are and you're actually losing money while servicing that client. And so I don't think a lot of people understand that your time standards are really important. Plus clients expect you to finish a lot of times at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this where a client's like, you know, a, a team member in the past were like, oh, I gave him an extra 15 minutes. And the client came out to the front desk pissed off. Like, I was supposed to be out here at 2. Yeah. And I'm now it's 2.15 because that gal thought she would be nice to me. But that's not because like, I, I have to pick go. up my kids yeah. or my doctor or whatever. So it can be really nightmarish. I have a nightmarish story about this. This was, you know, there's always one one client that something always happens with this one. And it's unfortunate, right? We had one guest that no matter what happened, we were calling to move her appointment. It had been like six months or six times that she'd come in and she was just frustrated beyond, you know, we'd moved her appointment. We did this. We made mistakes. Oh my goodness. I know who you're talking about. (laughs) Right. Um, And so during the service, you know, she'd complained and I, I, I was trying to explain it. And I always say, Hey, I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over on you. But this time I didn't. We talked so much and I just, I forgot. Yes. And at the end of the appointment, she's like, what time is it? And I said, Oh, I, I am so sorry. She's like, normally it would be fine, but today it's not fine. And you did this to me again. And I, I just had to just eat that humble pie Mm -hmm. and it was really big and almost choked me. And I just had to say, I am so sorry. I normally do that. I normally do. I didn't this time. And again, I failed to meet your expectations. The way we made it up was I think we gave her six months 
lashes. That Not for that, but we gave her six months free appointments yeah. because we literally in one year out of like 12 appointments moved her like nine or 10 times. Oh my goodness, oh my yes. God. It was the weirdest thing. She won the lottery of, you will not come on the day we schedule you. Oh yeah. And no matter what, you know, at that point we lost so much trust. Yeah. But, and that was just another, um, you know, difficult situation that we had to learn from. So always tell, you know, if somebody's yeah. going over, you know, if you're going to go over. What I normally do, what, uh, what I'll say is, hey, are you on a time crunch today? Mm-hmm. Is it okay if I keep you over a little bit? Right. Do, you, do you have somewhere to be right after this? And usually if they're like, oh, no, it's fine. You know, if it, it is, then you're not going to do that. Right. But yeah. Just float it out there that way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, being, you know, being on time, really you're, what you're showing is respect for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the end, that's what you're doing is saying, look, I respect your time. You're a busy person. With our clients, again, being very high-level clients, they're they're not ones to just waste time. They're not just sitting around all day watching uh, Jerry Springer or whatever popular show is on television now. And by us being disrespectful, really, by saying your time is not as important as mine, mm-hmm. and I'm going to come when I feel like it. I'll be five minutes late, and that's a good way to really begin to, I, I think, bring down your brand and hurt yourself and, and not come off as professional. Now, I know that we all have good intentions and we think, okay, so the appointment's at 1.30. You might be in your break room or in, you know, reading texts and that kind of stuff. And you know that the client's out there and it's like, you know, 1.33. Um, that's where it can start to creep up and be like, I'm on my way. I'm, on my, I'm just going to go to the bathroom before I start. Mm-hmm. It's like you can show respect. You can communicate professionalism in being right out there or waiting for them when they come in. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they are late, they expect to be taken as soon as you... Um, bring them in. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's kind of easy to be like, oh, well, they were late, you know, I'm just going to finish this sandwich or, you know, wash my hands or something like that. Um, you can communicate professionally just by being ready and available when the time starts. And I think it's also important to slow down too. Um, if so. so if they're late, mm-hmm. they usually when someone's late, they always come in flustered and mm-hmm. the very least super apologetic. Um, Maybe they have to like, they're going to pee their, they're late and they're going to pee their pants. So they run to the bathroom (laughs) and you, it can go a long way to just make sure that you are, don't look like you're in a rush. Oh, you can't look like you're in a rush. Yes. So they come in, you say, no worries. Yeah. Yeah, Go to the restroom. Take your time. It's, it's okay. We'll do as much as we can with the time we have left. Like, I'm, you know, take a big breath. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want a sip of water? Like, especially when they're late, I always try to remember to ask if they want a sip of water or whatever. And, but yeah, remember to slow down because they can feel that. And then it, it spikes their anxiety mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm. And then you're wondering why their lashes are fluttering the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so just mm-hmm. like, you know, welcoming them into the calm experience that a lash appointment should be. And just even mirror what they're saying. Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, traffic was so bad. I left an hour ago. And meanwhile, like, they have their Starbucks in their hand. I know. Yeah. They're just like, oh my gosh, traffic <laughs> was so bad. I'm sorry. You know, you just, yeah. yeah. just kind of, I'm not saying parrot insincerely, but just like justify, even if they're like lying to you, whatever, be like, Oh, I know this time of day is so it's so tough out there with traffic. Like, yeah, it's 6 a.m. And you're like, I don't think it really is that bad at 6 a.m., but that's okay. You know, you just parrot and you (laughs) yeah, because if they can sense that you're irritated, they're Mm -hmm. going to have a a bad experience about, they're going to think it's, they're not going to think, Oh my goodness, I was late. This is Mm -hmm. my problem. They're going to be like, She's totally mad at me. This is a good segue. I, I don't know. I, yeah. They should never feel unsafe with you, mm-hmm. ever. 
What's the segue? No, the segue is controlling your emotions. That's mm-hmm. another area where you can be yeah. professional is mm-hmm. controlling your emotions. And like you say, a client comes in flustered and you know, crazy behind. I mean, I know you have this one client that comes always late, comes in like a storm, mm-hmm. drops <laughs> off her purse and storms off to the bathroom. And you're so used to it now. You're just, it's okay. Come, Come on. on Come on in. You Take care it. of you. Here, so glad you're here. Beautiful. Yeah. And you're just trying to make her feel comfortable. And that's the whole goal as opposed to... You venting on them a little bit or being passive or worse, being passive, Ugh. like, you know, where you kind of just hint like, well, no, we'll see, you know. My, day, you know, my day's just been so slammed. Yeah. Glad and, you're here now, though. Yeah. It's about <laughs> time you got here. You know, whatever it is you say that's not really kind or nice or professional, that's not good. It's not It's going to heighten up the situation. Mm-hmm. I, this is a mistake that I made early on, too, and I'll share this with you. Um so one gal came in late and she was, you know, it was, it was like a half an hour late. And as soon as she calmed down, I'm thinking, okay, this is a learning moment. I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to share Teach with her. Teach her a thing. Yeah. I'm going to share with her how she can get the most out of her lash appointments. And, and I just said it with a smile in my voice and I said, you know, Hey, I just want to let you know how you can get the most of your appointment. You, if you make sure that you're on time, I was really <laughs> dancing around it because I wasn't sure how to be direct at this. This was like 13 years ago. And that was all it took for her to completely lose it oh, on no. me. And she starts wagging her, she puts her hand up, almost like knocks me in the face and starts, this is before I was using loops, and starts wagging her <sighs> finger and saying, oh no, you didn't. You didn't just tell me how to, I'm supposed to live my life. And you didn't just t- lecture me. And she sat up in the bed and started yelling. And I was like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> what do I do, right? Uh, anyway, so I said, let me just finish this, and this is going to be my gift to you. I'm just going to yeah. take care of you. I mean, Tessa's answer just, was always give the service oh, away yeah, for we'll free. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little <laughs> bit. But, yeah, but so that was one 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 lesson that was hard learned to mm-hmm. say, you know what? Yeah. That's not the time to do it. She already knows she late. She's already frustrated at herself that she got here late. And me, even in a nice way, trying to explain it or trying to school her was not was not good for her. She, did, she couldn't hear it, so... Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that's really hard for people is that when you're having a bad day, okay, it's one thing your client's a bad day and you need to respond with grace and kindness and, and support and not get wrapped up in their emotion. But it's also a whole nother thing when you're having a bad day and it's so easy to let your emotions dictate your mood and the way you think and the way you act, the way you treat people. And it's so important in our industry because these people are paying a lot of money. It's a luxury service. No one needs lashes to live. I think we think they do, but they really don't. So we need to act professionally. We need to remember, hey, I'm having a bad day. Maybe I got in a fight with your boyfriend or your husband or your dog bit you or you got in a small fender bender or something happened that got your day on the bad foot and it's so easy sometimes to come in and bring that with you mm-hmm. and it just takes one little thing to snap you and then you you know, you know say something a little, little snotty to a teammate or to your boss or to your employee or you know worse to your client. Like mm-hmm. you just, you know, your client says something and you go off on them a little bit. It's just, you just have to realize that you got that's not what's acceptable in the workplace. Yeah. You know. I even think that um if something bad happened in your personal life, it's my practice, I guess you should say. And now it's different cuz I'm not with I don't have a team, but yeah. it's my belief that I'm going to go to work and my goal is that nobody knows. It doesn't mean that I'm like a closed clam and I don't ever open up, but I was um, talk to you about that. Huh? <laughs> 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 um but 
there's a few things to this. Like you have to remember some people are actually really empathetic Mm -hmm. to a level that you've never experienced in your own life. And if you tell them that your dog just died, um, or, you know, so many examples, they might, that might really actually put them in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. So it's way to be professional is you don't want to download your bad day on somebody. You don't want to affect them because it usually does, or in the very least distracts them. I do think that if you are working with a team that if, you know, if you've opened up that vulnerability, it can be a support system, Mm -hmm. but maybe that happens on the drive home and you call them or you stay a little late and you say, Hey, so this happened. One thing I learned from you guys is to say, you know, like I'm, I'm going to be a little quiet today. Like I'm not having Mm -hmm. the best day and it's not that I don't want to talk about it, but I don't want to talk about it before my work day starts Mm -hmm. because you know, like maybe I think a lot of times when you download problems on friends and coworkers, they'll, they can rile you up and validate you and Mm -hmm. make, make it worse when they don't know the whole story, if it was a fight or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think that just helps keep the workplace calm yeah. And that, that is professionalism. Mm-hmm. So I know a lot of people would probably disagree with that, especially in the salon world, because we're all about like, you would not believe mm-hmm. what happened, mm-hmm. but you have to think how it affects everybody else and how then it affects you even more. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's two things I want to say about that. The first thing is, is that there's that saying that bad company corrupts good morals, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just have a need to blow something off and we might say something because we're mad at our spouse or something like that. And you just got a phone call and you just unload it. And because your teammates or your friends, you know, are you, you're relating to them in that friend way. Like you said, they can, they can rile you up and mm-hmm. begin to think improperly about it. So right. you're, you're not, you're not um, thinking rationally. You're not thinking rationally. You're not getting good wisdom or good right. advice. And so when people are like, yeah, he shouldn't have done that, or she should have said this, or that's really crappy, you can feel emboldened about it mm-hmm. and feel empowered more so to be less sympathetic when you get home. Mm-hmm. Right. And because you've been, you know, not coerced, but you've been validated um, by, by, you know, sharing it improperly, that you're you're gonna take it out even more so on on the people that you love and and you're thinking about it all day when maybe mm-hmm. you would have sort of put it on the back shelf like you mm-hmm. should to do your job well mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us do this when we share a story we share it in a way that's most favorable for you you know share how maybe you were kind of a jerk in the situation and of course a person if they're a client by the way Tessa told me this the clients never and go oh you should have never said that the client is getting their lashes done they're in a very vulnerable position they're not in a place to correct you or fight with you so if you start saying something really crazy out there they're just you know they're just gonna be quiet they will always always agree with yeah. you mm-hmm. i mean you can just if you want entertainment and go yeah. on yelp and read some of the bad reviews um you know from i'm not saying lash people but even like hair people you know hairstylists the person who's complaining and writing the bad review is just like i'm not going to say something they're working on my hair i'm not like walk not out looking to piss them off yes. right now yeah yes. yeah and uh, so they're always gonna they're always going to um sympathize with firm you. with you're you you're not going to get in a fight over you know yeah yeah especially if you're going into politics or something like that and you're going to start, oh, I hate Trump, I hate Obama, whatever it is that you hate, and you start downloading the clients, maybe not the same as you. You assume they are, but they're going to be feel very mm-hmm. kind of nervous and uncomfortable, and you're going to completely destroy the, I think, the appointment for them as far as being oh, pleasant. Yeah. I, I have, you know, I have had clients that 
did you hear the news? Did you read this about Trump? Did you blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah? So they'll open that up and I will like shut that down. So yeah. even if I did hear about it, <laughs> yeah. I don't like to lie, but I'll say, oh yeah, you know, I did see that title. I didn't read it though. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, you know, like I'll kind of just politely like, I'm not going to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to steer it another way. You mm-hmm. don't want, I, it's like the, what they, everyone says about holidays. You know, you don't talk about religion and you don't talk about politics. Right. Yeah. Um, and don't always, talk about death either. Here. <laughs> there's some uncle oh, no, always that no. comes to the party and wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have that uncle. Uh-huh, do you do? Oh yeah. <laughs> we all do. Right. Yeah. And uh, I don't. No, no, Is I don't have, aunt? I don't have that uncle. No, I don't have. Nope. No, you is it a uncle. cousin? No, <laughs> it's actually me. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm on <laughs> <the> one. <laughs> oh, no. I'm that person that comes in. I no, actually, that's our probably our son. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly. But you know, but yes, back to what you were saying. I interrupted you uh, um, so rudely there. No, um, what I was going to talk about, and th- this happens frequently, or not frequently, but it happen. It's going to happen to all of us if it hasn't happened to you already. You're going to get something really distressing literally right before you have to uh, take a client mm-hmm. and you may be shaking. You yeah. may be about to like completely lose it. If you're a salon owner, this is normal. Yes. <laughs> I found out my three-year-old nephew oh. had a oh, brain yeah. tumor like three minutes before I had to take a client. Yeah. Yes. That was so hard. Yeah. Okay. So that's the kind of situation I'm talking yeah. about. Okay. So you get something so devastating and you are literally about to burst at the seams, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to suggest that, yeah, you, what you, what one of the not tricks or hacks that I do is that I, I, even though I'm like shaking inside, I'm going to specifically ask a question about how that person's doing the mm-hmm. client on the table. Um, so that I can start focusing on, it's almost like I'm going to put myself in autopilot right now so I can get my head in gear. My yeah. head is spinning and I just want to engage my body to do mm-hmm. the things that it has always done. You get the gel pads out, you do this thing. And if by asking specific pointed questions about what's going on in their life or, you know, whatever they came in with, that helps me get um, yeah. that automatic groove going. Mm-hmm. And um, then I might just say... Um, I am just going to really focus in. I want to give you the best lashes I possibly can today. So I want to really get a good start. So I'm going to go into my zone a little early today. Yeah. And just, you know, but don't take the bait about just saying, I just found out something devastating and I just need to unload. Because you said, you know, sometimes people are super, super empathetic. Mm -hmm. And if you start going there, you're going to completely get derailed you're not going to be able to finish the service or you're it's going to be an interruption you're not you're going to know that you're going to need to make it up with her on the back end Mm -hmm. so do everything that you can to put yourself in auto mode I also set up a couple things just for myself personal rules it's like personal rules like when you start to get depressed right what are some of those things that you start to do you make sure you get more sleep you you make sure you're eating well you're exercising so when i'm having um a day like for example um if i'm super tired or i'm like today oh my gosh okay (laughs) let me go through this so if i'm super super tired maybe because you went to disneyland Uh yesterday exactly went to disneyland and didn't get much sleep so i have um well uh, I'll I'll spill the beans on on what I do. I'm I first of all it's the coffee and the the first coffee that I had didn't work so I sent Paula to get me one. The second thing it was Phil's just a little Phil's, push that's for Phil's. right. Phil's yes. always does the trick. 
Um, the second thing is I can't listen to anything that's too intellectual that I mm-hmm. usually like to listen to, like lectures. Or like s- me? Sermons. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but, but what's that? Come on. <laughs> that's a little diss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. But I'll listen to something that's super entertaining. Mm-hmm. So I have a me? couple... Again, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we're so used to you. We're, yeah, we're immune I'm like, I at jump this point. in like a clown. <laughs> yeah, like a got clown. my little red nose. They pop it off. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I have a couple of um, comedians that mm-hmm. I'll listen no, to. That's not it's me. A then. Good idea. You know, yeah, you put a couple. Yeah. Or I'll have something on that I'm saving. Okay, so I love Homicide Hunter. You know, <laughs> Joe, Joe Kinda, and and so I'll save. I'm jealous like, of him, by the way. Oh my gosh, I love Joe Kinda. Yeah, he's a little he's like a hard-boiled detective. Yeah, anyway, whatever. So anyway, something like that that's like really easy to just you know zone out zone out to and gets me immediately engaged you know i'll i'll listen to something like that Mm -hmm. or or the comedy is one like when i feel like crying okay i'm gonna bust the comedy out so yeah no i think you know finding ways to hack it so that you can work through those hard times now we're not saying by the way i i got this with our team because we talked about this with our team and then some people really got it wrong that we're saying don't have emotions and just be a robot and it doesn't matter how hard life is, just get over and, and, and just come and work. I understand life is hard, and but your clients, our clients, were paying too much money mm-hmm. to be downloaded about your bad news. So the better thing to do is just like Tess said, find a little ways to distract yourself. Not saying to be not human, but when you get done with work, then you can go download. You know, it's not like you're here for the rest of your life at your job doing clients. Or if you have to, maybe call your last client and say, you know what, I'll reschedule you and give you a little discount to come in tomorrow or something. Right. If you need to get off early, just don't don't wreck other people's days because you're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. And that's a mark of a professional, someone who can have a bad day and no one else suffers for it. Just clothe yourself with this adage that the clients that are coming in, your, your clients are not your friends okay we they feel like it they feel like it they can meet some of those needs but the relationship is they're not coming to you i mean they you can develop a relationship with them but they are coming to you they are paying their Mm -hmm. hard-earned money for you to do their lashes in a professional way and honestly they want they just want to have that great experience Honestly, I don't want to say they don't care about you because you do forge relationships with people, but we must not forget that our responsibility, it's almost like a fiduciary responsibility, is to provide a service for the client because mm-hmm. that's that's what it's 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 the, we are serving their needs we are not using them to meet our needs we can't use them to meet our needs mm-hmm. that's always a temptation especially when you become close with somebody mm-hmm. but you have to remember I can't. As a professional, this means I have to clothe myself and do whatever I can to be on my autopilot here, so that I can give them what they need, and I'm not, you know, I'm not um, tarnishing my reputation or using me in some incestuous kind of improper way mm-hmm. to get my needs met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that happens a lot in in the salon. I think we we get going and we just think that. These people are our friends, and we download. And so I think for us, really, we need to think about stop doing that because the truth of this, we've seen this so many times. When you can't give them the service they want, like Tuss was injured for twice she's been injured, was not able to provide lashes, and the clients had meltdowns, and they were not in, but not, I mean, some clients had meltdowns, I should say, and they left because of that. Mm -hmm. And that's not a sign of a friend. I mean, Mm -mm. Tussney wasn't trying to blow them off. She was literally injured. She had a torn labrum, could not you move her shoulder and people didn't understand that. So they, you know, and they're not your friends. 
realize it's a business relationship and, and be professional about it. Um, not to hit a dead horse, flog one, but um, uh, I was... <laughs> say we're not going to be injuring animals anymore no, in our injuring podcast. Animals, we love animals. Animals. Okay. <laughs> so my kids used to say. <laughs> That's how we say um, it. I was reading a. It was an article. Um, it was about. Uh, it was to other beauty professionals, makeup artists specifically, and one a younger makeup artist was sharing to an older one, and she was saying, "Oh, I do Mar- Mariah Carey's makeup," and. We were just chilling. It was, you know, we were great. We're total friends. You know, it was just totally that vibe. And the older one said something like, girl, you are not friends with Mariah Carey. Okay, you do her makeup. She pays you. Okay, she is not calling you on a Saturday night to hang out with you. Okay, she calls you to do her makeup. And that is your first responsibility. If you fail to do that, she will get you, she will drop you in a second and get somebody else. And it was kind of like, it was at the right time for me to realize, oh, even though you, you know, the talent, you know, enjoys a friendly relationship, it does not mean that you have Mm -hmm. replaced their friends you know, as, as a professional, no, they're just being gracious. And you may very well indeed have a dynamic relationship with them, but never forget they're coming to you for one thing. Yeah. And that, that's the, the first priority is that you're their beauty professional. Yeah. So let's check another area. Communication. I think communication is an area that tends to suffer greatly in the salon world at many levels. I think one of the biggest, which is something I've been talking this week during my Instagram stories, is with gossip. I think in the the salon world, it is the norm, not the exception, that people will gossip. And what I mean by that is they won't talk to the person that they have an issue with. They'll go talk to everyone but them. They'll talk to their staff, and and often they will even talk to their own clients, which we said earlier is not really a good use of your energy because you really the client's not going to disagree with you, and and a client also may start feeling bad. And worse, if the client's seen that person, maybe like in our salon where we all share clients, they're going to be really feeling weird now. Like yeah. you're downloading about this other team member and they're like, but I like that person. <laughs> and you're like, but they, da, 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 da. you know, so it's one of those things where it's just in the salon, you know, going to other people to rally the support for your cause is often damaging and destructive. In fact, it is a destructive force in most salons. It's yeah. not, in no way does it help build up the salon. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one area is that, you know, we had changed our, our way of doing it and approaching it, and I think we really had cut out the gossip machine um, in the last couple of years. We strive to. We strive to. I'm sure, sure there's still some. We, we, we didn't know every conversation, to, but yeah. we really had been very mindful to talk about how we solve problems. We had systems set up where even how to resolve an issue. So if you have a problem with someone, you were supposed to come up to them and say, hey, I, this is going to be difficult. It may be difficult. This may be a difficult mm-hmm. conversation, but we're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. And just that way you gave them the heads up. That was like our kind of like our code word, like, guys, this is not going to be a fun talk. But we said, this is where you go when you have an issue, as opposed to me going to Erica, have a problem with Tusney, and I go to Erica and I say, you know, hey, you know, um, Tusney is really pissing me off. She keeps bleaching her hair, all different colors, <laughs> and I don't have hair, and I'm kind of jealous of her. <laughs> that's you. Yeah. But, but I, oh, you're. I'm talking. To, I'm you're miss, You're missing me here. Anyway, okay. so I'm talking. I'm talking. Eric and Eric Yeah, me too. I like. I, she outdid my blonde hair. Now I'm upset. Now and <laughs> and now we're all talking about Tuscany's blonde hair for whatever reasons, for stupid reasons. And and really, the truth is, if it's really bothering me, I should have come to you and said, you know, hey. Well, maybe blonde hair is a stupid topic, but whatever that is, put in, insert that important thing that really troubles you. I should have talked to you and said, you know what, I'm sorry, but you know, last two times when we talked, you you seemed to walk away and you didn't 
you know, acknowledge me and I'm feeling like I'm like I'm not really here. And then we can talk about it. And then you can say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Usually it's because of misunderstandings. You know, I've I've been having some crazy stuff going on, like maybe, you know, a dog died or something, and, and I'm just dealing with that. I'm sorry, I haven't been fully present. You know, and then then the real truth can come out and you can fix it versus me creating chaos by going to Erica, getting her all riled up, and and then she shares with someone else, and before you know you have an actual division in your salon where you have sides where people are pitted against each other. So the checklist before you share something with somebody is to make sure, is this person that I'm about to share my feelings with or get affirmation or just relief from, does this person have the power to change what I'm upset yeah. about? Right. Yeah. Can they fix it? Can we always would it? say, can, they can, fix it? can the person you're talking to fix the problem you have? If the answer is no, then, then you it's better the wrong person say, to talk to. I would encourage you to think twice about sharing it. It might be relief. It might be itching a scratch. But if you keep scratching that itch, it's going to get welty and worse, right? Mm-hmm. More inflamed. You want to make sure that you're sharing it with the right person. Yeah. I think people really want to feel validated in their feelings about a situation. So that's why they go and say, hey, so-and-so did this. What do you think about that? But I also think that people are really uncomfortable with confrontation. Mm-hmm. But my thoughts are kind of like, if you can't confront your coworker, who you might work with for two years and never see again, like, yeah, then you're not going to have the best relationships with your family in your life, with your yeah. in-laws, with, you know, mm-hmm. with your spouse. Like, it, Secrecy is going to be part of your behavior. Yeah, it's going to be part of your life for your whole life. So those of you listening out there who hate confrontation, you need to figure out a way to get over it. Look at it as a sharpening tool. It's like you're 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 practicing it. You're practicing working out these things so that it can benefit you in, you know, the relationships that matter the most. Yeah. So I wanna hear your guys' thoughts on this because something that I have had happen to me in my life is I'll know through the grapevine that somebody is upset with me, but that person won't come talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. And my approach has always been like, well, this is a, I'm between a rock and a hard place because the person who's upset with me didn't know that so-and-so told me that she's upset with me. So yeah. then I can't expose this other person. But like, I know that like this, per, this person's upset and like, it just like puts you in limbo land. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I guess like, what's your guys' advice on how to deal with that? Cause I just have been like, well, you know, if they're going to, if they need to talk to me, they're going to talk to me. If they're not mm-hmm. going to talk to me, then I'm just going to come to work and do my job and go yeah. home, you know? Think, so I don't know. What do you think? Um, being passive usually I find is really great. Like a hint at it. Oh, yeah? How do you hint? <laughs> I don't know. I heard someone the other day was upset with me. I just walk around. <laughs> no, I no, I think that's the worst. No, I think actually what you do is what we, we did. Because yeah. we've had that actually probably hundreds of times mm-hmm. where through the grapevine someone comes to me and says hey you know someone's upset with you because i'm the lone guy in the salon so it tend to be the dynamic was a little bit more difficult at times and then i'd be like okay well i'll just try to provide opportunities so i think that was a big thing for me like i would just say hi hey how are you doing how's how are things and you know hoping that that would stir up enough for them to like go bait. Yeah. They'd be like, well, you know, or sometimes I even bring up a situation that's similar that I know they're upset about and just talk about how we handled it or, or talk it with Tuss or something like that, hoping that that's going to get them to go, well, you know what that happened to me da, 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 and they will jump in and finally open up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then the big thing for us is that we knew that once a month we would have a one-on-one with them and we would be able to sit down with them in a private meeting with no one else around, no one else to listen. And we would just sit down with them and say, Hey, 
How are things going? Anything right. going on? And still, though, sadly, more times than not, even if they did, they still wouldn't share. So I, right. I would just learn that yeah. you, sometimes you just have to let it go. You're and just always take at the, the mercy of them pretty much at the end of the day. Yeah. yeah. You can't force people to talk about something they don't want to talk about. Yeah. Um, sometimes I have been, um, in, in the nicest way possible, um, been a little bit direct about it, but I might um, couch it like this. Um, Even if you heard it through someone else, it, like you would then bring it up. Like, well, no, no, no. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This is what I would say. I would, you, you know how you say, oh, "Hey, how's it going?" I would yeah. say, "Hey, I just wanted to check. Is everything okay?" And like, really make eye contact. Is everything okay between mm-hmm. us? I just yeah. want to make sure. Just give that, a little massage yeah. on their shoulders. <laughs> well, sit there, just, hold I them. Say, and... I just want to make sure that <laughs> I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's causing you to be upset because. Right. I care about this relationship and I just, I want to know. Well, and it's, I mean, most likely they're going to be giving you a subconscious vibe, Mm -hmm. you know, even if they're not meaning to. So yeah, you're right. You can say like, Hey, like, I don't know. We felt a little off lately. Like what's going on? Yes. That's usually what I'll I'll do. I'll um, just say, is everything okay? I just want to make sure because I'm, I just was, I just felt unsure. Mm-hmm. We've done that one-on-ones where we said, yeah. you know, I felt like we're not on the same page Is lately. There's yeah. there anything going on there? Or maybe I'm just reading things wrong. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you give them the benefit of a doubt. Still, sadly, because I think beauty professionals by heart, by uh, by definition or by our essence, we are people pleasers. We love making people happy. And conflict is the, like, the polar opposite of making people happy. Yeah. So we tend to avoid it like the plague. We don't want to be in conflict, so we avoid it, but it actually sadly just worsens the problem usually. I also think that um, in some way how we are socialized as little girls and as we grow into women, mm-hmm. it does... I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul's tracking. Totally all over this one. No, it does, it does play into it. Mm-hmm. It's... Um, as as girls, you know, we play, you know, uh, on the playground and in our little circles. We have generally behaved a little bit different you know boys tend to be a little bit and i know this is a generality but and there are exceptions but you know they're the rough and tumble they'll punch each other Mm -hmm. and you know fight and get it over with girls it looks nice on the outside but it can be vicious Mm -hmm. right and so it's kind of like that is what is in our nature meaning that's comfortable for us Mm -hmm. that's how we you know and how we navigated junior high and Mm -hmm. high school and college um, what we're trying to do here with this podcast is think about how we could do it differently because we bring that same way of relating, you know, like on the playground and the sandbox, we bring it to the workplace. Mm-hmm. And what we're saying is I want you to think of it differently. You have to be on purpose to do it. If you're not on purpose about it, you will just behave like you always have been. Right. But if you're more conscious about saying, okay, if this happens, I'm going to do this mm-hmm. or, you know, be on target about being professional, it can help us. Yeah. Something really practical actually for that if you're if you're trying to think about how to approach this is being really um quick to listen and slow to respond. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to somebody, whether it's a coworker or maybe you're having a conflict with a client, if you're just sitting there the whole time while they're talking, thinking about how you're gonna respond, you're not actually listening to them. Mm-hmm. So if in your in your head you're like building your oh, I'm going to say this, I know what to say to this, whatever. You're not listening to the, to their heart in yeah. the situation. And so I think that that is a really, really practical one for dealing with conflict. And another thing too is just 
ask questions instead of make assumptions when you go to a conversation. I think it's so easy to assume you already know the truth, you already have all the facts, but maybe it's better if there's a problem to come up and just first to start asking. I mean, at work, I did that all the time. I never would walk in a room. Well, probably earlier in our managing, I did do this. I'd walk in and go, a client did this, and why did that? I'd be just start, you know, downloading on a team member. But later, I just learned I'd walk into the room and go, hey, I just talked to Kazimoto, and she said, yeah, that's one of our clients. <laughs> and she had a bad experience. And um, I just trying to figure out what happened. Maybe you can give me some insight from your perspective, because obviously I've learned this too. Clients always, not always, generally will overstate things to make a point. They will mm-hmm. exaggerate. Yeah, they, just, they just really they want to make say, sure you can hear them. So I don't have any lashes left. Yeah. I'm, you know, the, she punched me, whatever. It's like, okay, really, really what happened? So then the staff member would go, well, actually, Cosmoto came in, had a hunchback, hunch on her back, and I tried to, <laughs> it was just really awkward to work with, so I made a comment by accident, and I apologized. And then you're like, oh, okay. So it wasn't some vindictive, mean-spirited thing you said. It was just an innocent, stupid comment, and you apologized, and you tried to make it right. In fact, we gave them a discount, it turned out. But the client still wasn't satisfied, so they came to me and really, you know, down on me again but that me listening helped me or asking questions got the truth out got them speaking and got us on the same page so i didn't come in you know uh, you know attacking and, and destroying and trying to hurt them but i was really coming with the goal to understanding and i think this is true too even with gossip or anything else when you hear things it's probably just best to go to that person and say, you know, I've been hearing some really weird things and i don't want to believe that they're all true mm-hmm. so maybe you could help me right now work through this. And if it's not true, that's awesome. But maybe there's something to it. Maybe the game of telephone is fully in play right now. And the story that started out over here is completely evolved into something totally different. So maybe we should just sit down and talk about this. Mm-hmm. That's the type of stuff that can bring healing and correction mm-hmm. in the salon versus the typical, you know, you know, back and forth. Back and forth mm-hmm. Yeah. One, one thing that would really uh, just add on to that is um, there's a proverb that says, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Yeah. It's so true. It's like, you know, also it's it's to a man's glory to overlook an offense, right? Mm-hmm. So if That's what you, Lord Grantham would do. Oh, stop. I'm sorry, sorry. Actually, that's a proverb. I know, but I'm just saying that's what we loved about... Oh, I know. It's Downton true. Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. Downton Abbey. Yeah, Downton Abbey. Right. He just ha- always took the high road. Like, he always took yeah. the high road. And that, that's right. That's a mark of strength, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's not a mark of weakness. That's to a mark of strength. To overlook an offense yeah. and to have a soft answer. If you... A soft answer can really diffuse a situation and just fizzle that wrath. Mm-hmm. But a harsh word, it's like pouring gasoline on something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And it can stir up anger. So when you go to that person or you're approaching them, do it in a cloak of gentleness. That's where we're going in our discussion today on professionalism. Now, if you're on Instagram, please follow us at Lashcast Podcast. And remember, subscribe, share, and review. Now, we have a new feature coming on our podcast, and we need your help. We want to get you on our show asking us questions, but this time we're going to do it via audio. Many of you DM us questions, but now what we love to get are questions via audio. So how are you going to do that? Well, eventually we'll have a website, but for now, you can just email us your audio question at, to Paul at Integrity Lash. You can ask us any follow-up questions about the episode or pretty much about anything lashes or business. On behalf of my lash experts, 
Tusney and Erica. I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. Remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs>